Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name is Santa Chris. Ho, ho, ho! I'm Todd. Jingle, jingle, jingle. I'm Obert, and welcome to a Christmas, <laughs> a very special Christmas episode of Drinking Alone with Friends. Jingle, 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 huh? Jingle, yes. jingle, jingle. He you, is You decide not to go with reindeer noises? Drinking beer. I d- well, I don't have my jingle bells near the microphone. They're in the other room, <laughs> so I had to just improvise. I think we tried that last year. It did not go over well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, happy, merry, almost Christmas, and happy holidays to who, anybody who doesn't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, merry Christmas to everybody. To everybody. Or happy so. Festivus if you're for the rest of us. Festivus for the rest of us. There you go. <laughs> So obviously this is the last episode that you're going to get before Christmas, so we decided to do a, a Christmas spectacular for everybody out there. Uh, so starting off, I mean, what are your guys' plans for Christmas? Well, I'm pretty boring. Um, we have Dana's family coming down, so we're going to hang out with them, and then in the beginning of January, my family's coming down. So that's not quite Christmas. That's a little bit after Christmas, but um, that's pretty much it for us. Nothing well, too crazy. One point, Todd, I would say that Every week is a spectacle. Every week is spectacular. It's just... Right. But it's not a Christmas, a Christmas spectacular. spectacular. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is a different change from a Thursday a Thursday spectacular episode to uh, our Christmas one. And I will be visiting with my sister and my two nephews and you know her whole family. My folks are coming down uh, to visit with her. It's going to be a good time. There'll be lots of delicious craft beers drank. Um, I'm probably going to go into Philly. Maybe I'll hit up a brewery there. Um, you know, just do lots of drinking with family and not alone with friends. <laughs> I do hmm. recommend going to the Goose Island Brewery when you're in Philly. Nice. So make sure you keep that on your list. Well, I saw a friend of the pod, Sip on What, on Instagram, went to a pop-up Christmas bar that's like just around for the week of Christmas. And or like the month of Christmas. The month of Christmas? You mean the month of December? No, it's it's Christmas <laughs> month. It's Christmas month. <laughs> I don't think anyone will deny that that December is the month of Christmas. Yeah, that is true. But yeah, it seemed like everything is covered in wrapping paper, and there's Santas, and I'm like, that looks cool. That's something that I can't do in Montana. So maybe we'll hit that place up when I go visit. You can also look at the ocean because that's something else you can't do in Montana. I mean, we got big enough lakes that you can't see the other side. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's ocean enough for Montana. Yeah. What are you doing for, for Christmas, Dud? Um, just, you know, visiting with family. Um, you know, over the over that week after Christmas, I'm sure I will be seeing a lot of friends as well. Um, also, potentially somebody named Obert. Um, but I'm not entirely sure about that yet. So, yeah. Well, We'll probably be sitting in a room listening to this podcast together on release day. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. everybody gather around the MP3 player. <laughs> no, I won't be. I guess I won't be. I won't be in Connecticut just yet. But we'll maybe we'll go back through our back catalog when we hang out, as we usually do when we see each other in person. Just listen to old episodes of us talking to each other. Yeah, I mean that seems to be the most <laughs> effective way of discussing things. Yeah, um, but no. So for our Christmas spectacular here, we have. Christmas beers, I think. Everybody brought a Christmas drink. We did. Yeah. What yeah. Goose Island beer did you bring this week, Ted? You know, I I asked Goose Island, I messaged him, I was like, hey, I really need like a <laughs> special Christmas Goose Island beer for the podcast. And I'm still waiting for a response. So um Ober, I oh, would also okay. ask, 
when you're at the brewery down there to um ask for my Christmas beer from them that they owe me. Okay, I'll reach out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but we've uh, became a solely Goose Island podcast. So Yep. Uh, We're changing our name from Drinking Alone with Friends to Drinking Goose Island twenty four seven. It's perfect. Um no, but this week I brought uh my Christmas beer is by is made by Trogues and it's a once a year release. It's called the Mad Elf and it's an ale brewed with honey and cherries. Mm. I love I love the Mad Elf and this is the 2019 release. Yes, this is the the 2019 release. Nice. So this is another aged for one week beer you're bringing to the pod. Uh no, actually I bought this at the beginning <laughs> of November, so this has been oh. aged for about a month. Okay. A yeah. Very finely aged uh, Mad Elf. I love a good Mad Elf. That's my favorite offering from Trogues. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't had it yet, so we're gonna we're gonna find oh, you out. Haven't? I've never had Mad Elf before. Oh, really? Oh, you are in for Ever. a treat, my friend. Huh? That's that's very surprising. I've I've had it a time or two or three or something like that. It's pretty solid from what I remember. Well, I commend you for buying it in November and thinking, you know what? I'm gonna hang on to this bad boy until our Christmas episode. So, yeah, well, it's gonna I mean, be a spectacular going on. It's it's what I do for the for the sake of the pod. Uh, so this this beer is eleven uh, percent ABV. Uh, it's fifteen IBUs. The hops are Sayaz and Hallertau, and its yeast is a spicy Belgian yeast. Thanks, Trog, for including all that on the bottle. Yeah, easy reference. <laughs> As you guys can see, uh, it's kind of got like a little bit of a reddish hue to it. Uh, it is see through. I can see you guys uh, by looking through the the beer and on the nose. It's got a lot of cherry, and you can definitely s- smell some sweetness from the honey. Let's let's try it out. Yeah, I think the last time I had this was at uh, my favorite establishment in Connecticut, Two Brothers Pizza. Mm. And it, was, it was pretty good. I don't think they sold full pours of it, though, because it's 11% alcohol. <laughs> this, this is really, really good. Um, you know, definitely not my go-to style of beer, but it's, you know, in this format, it's really good. A uh, lot of honey on the note or on the, the tongue, uh, slight cherry flavor. Um, it seems like the cherry is more of the aromatic piece of this, and the honey is more of the flavor piece of the additions to the beer. Um, you know, as far as the yeast goes, with it being spicy Belgian, I don't really taste any spice. Uh, maybe a little clove, and that's just about it. Is it boozy? It is not boozy at all. I could drink this for the rest of the night, and you know, get very, very drunk and never taste the booze. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? Because like two weeks ago, you had like a fifteen percent ABV beer, and then last week you had thirteen percent. So maybe now your palate is just like, oh, 11% is basically Bud Light. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, that's water, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's it, this is this is fantastic. Um, let me take another sip. Yeah, this is uh, wow. I'm actually I'm kind of left speechless. I can't believe that I've you know waited this long to try this beer and never had it before. This this very podcast right now, huh? Yeah, maybe you should. Uh, Buy a couple more, and then that way you can have a 2019 on our next Christmas Spectacular, and uh, we'll see how it compares. Well, I do have a six-pack, so now I have oh, five I didn't know they, Oh, nice. I don't know they came in six-packs. Maybe you should buy another six-pack just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point, because I bought them at the beginning of November, that they're all gone. Mm. Well, you know, I, I mentioned I'm going to v- go visit my sister. She used to live in Virginia, and Trogues was a pretty good midway spot on the way back from visiting her. So there was a couple of times at Christmas that I would stop and pick up a couple of packs of Mad Elf. So they at least had it at the brewery into the new year. Where is Trogues exactly? 
Um, it's in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a very cool spot. I really, uh, it's like worth going out of your way to stop at. Uh, it's, it's got, it's, uh, one of those type of breweries that reminds me of an old, uh, like German drinking hall where you have the long tables with benches. Um, and they have, you know, food off to the side. It's a very welcoming spot. And like any good brewery that size, they have tons of labeled swag and it was a good tour. So all around a plus brewery to go visit. Cool. Nice. I definitely have to put it on my list next time I decide to go to Hershey Park. Yeah, yeah. Or I think that's eighty one. I think that's eighty one. If you're driving by there, you can make a quick detour off the highway if you're ever passing along that way. So highly recommend. I mean, it definitely helps that long, long drive through Pennsylvania to have you know a few good beers sitting, you know, shotgun with you. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the tough part. Is um, you know, you you, you want to be on the road. You want to make good time, but. You also don't want to drink too many beers. It's 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 hard to balance a stop at a brewery along the way on a road trip for me because you're like, okay, I'll just have you know a couple of you know half a flight or a flight, and then you're like, okay, well, I gotta get back behind the wheel. So it's always tough. Yeah, balancing is is hard sometimes. <laughs> All right, so um, so finishing up this review, uh, this is really really good. I can't wait to see what it tastes like when it's a little bit warmer too, because right now it's still kind of cold um and i feel like as it gets warmer you know more of that cherry flavor will be unleashed uh definitely not a lot of cough cough syrup i know a lot of people think uh cherry flavors in beers kind of taste cough syrupy so i don't really taste that in here um overall i'd probably give this beer a four to five i just think it's a really solid beer and i will be on the lookout every year now to buying mad elf very nice, nice. so i couldn't find and Maybe over, maybe you you'd have more luck, but I couldn't find a 2019 variant of Mad Elf on Untapped. But I did find just straight up Mad Elf on Untapped. So, um, what out of 108,000 check-ins? Ooh. <laughs> what do you think the average rating is going to be? Me and all 108,000 of us, I think that it's going to be 4.28. Oh, you think that the masses like it more, huh? Um, so 3.83. Ooh. I was way high. Right, yeah. And I'll just chime in and say that the 2019, I was able to find 3,600 check-ins, a lot fewer, 4.09, so a little more in line Okay, all right. Well, thank you. Thank you for doing doing that. (laughs) So, closer to the 2019, overall, you're way low, or way high. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that kind of makes me uh, a little surprised. Oh, you know why? Because I typed in Mad Elf 2018. That's probably why I couldn't find 2000. Oh, it's right there. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Figure that one out. <laughs> My- mystery solved. Mystery solved. Oh man, I'm very smart. But I'm actually kind of surprised that it's so that overall Mad Elf is so low. But I don't like I said I've never had the other years, so I don't know if maybe this one's just really really good. Um, or if it's just people just don't like it. Yeah, and I kind of find that. Once you have so many check-ins, it kind of all it kind of brings your average more in line to an average beer as well. That's what I've tended to find with beers that have that many check-ins. It's like mm. it's going to tend to be that three and three quarters, three point six, three point nine in that range. Yeah, because probably some people just will flat out they don't like the style, so they'll just just knock it down. Is that more what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like the Amazon equivalent of four and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, Obert, what are you drinking today? Oh, thank you for asking, Todd. I have brought a 
Christmas favorite of mine that I always seem to pick up this time of year, and that's the Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale. Um, it's a variant on their normal pale ale. The Sierra Nevada Celebration Fresh Hop IPA, it's definitely, like I said, a variant on their pale ale, but with, I think, a little bit stronger of a hop aroma and flavor. It says on their website that it blazed the path for American-style IPAs in 1981 when they first brewed it. So that's the, the celebration or the pale ale? The celebration, yeah. Huh. Um, it says it's famous for its citrus and pine aromas. Celebration is bold and intense, featuring Cascade, Centennial, and Chinook hops. Um, like I said, I think on last week's episode, I'm a big fan of hops that start with the letter C. So that's why I always reach <laughs> for this one. Um, I got it in my Sierra Nevada glass here. So it's um, official. It's official. Got to have proper glassware for the proper beer. Obviously, yeah. It doesn't taste right unless it is. Mm. This is everything that I remember it to be. I haven't had it in a few years, so it's always good to go back to an old favorite you haven't had in a while. Yeah. It's definitely, compared to other IPAs, like I definitely get a strong malt character in here as well. More of those caramelly malts. Mm. Maybe some crystal. <laughs> Do they add other uh, stuff to it? I mean, besides just more hops for for the celebration? Between the, the celebration and the pale ale? Yeah. You know, I'm not too sure. I think it is, you know, compared to most other brews that I think have a vastly different style for their seasonals, this celebration is very close to a to their traditional flagship beer. If if you put them side by side, I could definitely taste the difference. This definitely, I think, is a little redder in color and definitely hoppier. Mm. But it is very close to a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. I'm not sure how they, what, what, it is different about it, but it's good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I I had a just randomly, not randomly, but I picked up a mix pack of Sierra Nevada, and I think the celebration was in it, if I'm not mistaken. And it's it's a it's a very solid beer. Really enjoy it. You know, it was really good. And yeah, I like the. I mean, being more of a bitter guy, I like the extra hopping and all that stuff. So it kind of played to my fancies. So. Yeah, six point eight ABV, sixty five. Nice. IBUs and this gets a 4.0 from me, gentlemen. Nice, awesome. Yeah, and I'm gonna say that my guess, um, the Untapped Universe thinks of it. I'm gonna say they're at they're at a three seven nine. So out of the twelve thousand check-ins that have occurred on the 2019 version of the Celebration Fresh Hop IPA, uh, it's three nine four. Oh wow! So people yeah, are very so bullish on this. Pretty close to my rating of of a 4.0. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. All right, Chris, why don't you round it out here for us? All right. So um, I went to my semi-local Total Wine recently. It's the first time I've been there in a while. You guys have... I know Tud has a Total Wine like 10 minutes down the road. It's it's not even 10 minutes. It is probably about <laughs> four minutes, and I frequent it a lot. It, it's amazing. I haven't been there in such a long time, and like... It's like it, Toys R Us, but for oh, liquor. I just, yeah, I was like, well, down here, this is one thing that we ran into. We had a cart full of beer and mix packs and hard seltzers and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm going to check for that rum that I would want to. I There's a rum I want to bring on the podcast from my wedding. And I went and looked for it. But down here. Oh, the, the Brugal? Yeah, yeah. the Yeah. That's so uh, good. It was really good. I don't know if it was just because that's what I drank for a week straight, but like, <laughs> it's like Stockholm syndrome almost. But, um, 
But down here, total wine and more is total wine, which is wine and beer. And that's it. There's no, oh, they can't sell no, liquor. Wait, what? They can't sell liquor. So, so, so like, this, is your total wine much smaller? It is smaller, but I felt like the selection down here was like really, really good. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't been to the one in up north in a while, obviously, but I just I, there was stuff from everywhere, and there was there was a harpoon mix pack, and I was like, damn, I haven't seen harpoon in a package store in forever, and um, I don't know. There's just a bunch of different stuff, so I was I was blown away. We're gonna have to go. We're gonna go like once a month, <laughs> once <laughs> once a week, once a month or whatever. Yeah, total so, wine is great. I mean, yeah. um, on on that side note, you know, I think later in the show we're going to talk about Christmas traditions. But um, one of, is going to Total Wine. Yeah, <laughs> when when I go visit my sister in New Jersey, there's a Total Wine down the street, and my dad like loves to go and stock up. So <laughs> we that's like the first thing we do when we get to New Jersey is we go to Total Wine, and he'll buy like you know a case of wine, um, <laughs> yeah. and I usually get something too. Um, the nearest awesome. total wine to me is a four-hour and seven-minute drive. Oh, so wow. probably Ooh. won't make it anytime soon. Well, that's yeah. not true. I will make it soon, but the one in New Jersey, not the one in Spokane. <laughs> you, sh- you should tell your dad that you know there's a total wine up in Manchester. He knows, but he just okay. really likes the New Jersey one. I don't know why. <laughs> it's probably cheaper or something. I don't know. But yeah. Um. Anywho, I was walking around my my semi-local total uh total wine. And I came across uh, Deschutes Jubilale. Oh, um, ooh, which is a festive winter ale. I like that Deschutes. Sounds fun. Yeah. On the bottle it says, uh, "Cozy up fireside with this festive w- winter ale, full of spice notes and a robust malt character of toffee and dusted cocoa." An original since 1988. So it's beers as old as as we are. So that's cool. Um, that exact bottle is from 1988. No, this one is from <laughs> 2019, I believe. Yes, 1029. 2019. Anywho, um, so yeah, uh, jumped out at me. I I've had some Deschutes, not a lot, so I'm like, yeah, let's bring it onto the pod. Yeah, the, very cool. Deschutes is really good. Their fresh squeezed is fantastic. Yeah, that's that's like I've, I've mentioned before. Deschutes around here is like Sam Adams is around New England, or Harpoon is around New England. Like you can find it every bar. Um, so oh, much so it. that I actually had the Jubilee uh, while skiing today. Oh wow. <laughs> oh man okay. so now, now we can get a double review so yeah i uh I have, oh man this is now put me on the spot <laughs> you know i i w- wasn't drinking it in a way where i would be on the podcast i was really trying to get everything out of it i was just sitting around with some friends in the in the lodge just having a beer but nice. uh i could i could chime in well i did a crisp pour so it might be a while <laughs> obert i think it's fascinating that it's already ski season for you in montana well, yeah, I mean, in New England, some mountains, if you have a good early snowstorm, open right after Thanksgiving. I, but, I uh, think there are some that are open already. I'm sure, like, the ones in Vermont are open. I mean, we've gotten, like, two or three snowstorms ourselves in Connecticut. So, I'm assuming Vermont's been pounded. But, like, Connecticut's still not ready for, for skiing action yet. And I'm, well, I'm, I'm kind of itching because I want to get into it this year. Because, you know, for the first time as an adult, I'm like, I got some extra time. I can go do, you know, skiing. And it's just not ready yet. And I'm like, come on, I want to, I want to go do this. I want to go ski. I want to go drink beer in a lodge. This is what I, I, I'm, I'm feeling the vibe this year. You can go drink in a lodge without having to fall down a hill a bunch of times. <laughs> but the beer doesn't taste as good, Chris, unless you oh, okay. earned it by falling down a hill a bunch of times. Right, you got to earn <laughs> that beer. Oh, okay, all right, 
yeah that that i tried snowboarding like once and it was a it was a miserable experience so that didn't, ruined it for me at one point didn't you break a bone on a snowboard yeah but that was that was at home like on the hill at home that that wasn't on a real mountain <laughs> I don't know if that makes it better or worse. So. Uh, yeah, worse. <laughs> <laughs> I was in De- sixth grade. Does that help? But definitely worse. Um, yeah, it's a funny story. My my brother was into skiing skiing for a little bit there. Um, my little brother, and he he went a, he went a decent amount. I don't know about a lot. He probably doesn't listen. So James, if you listen, write in dwfpodcast at gmail dot com. But anyways, um. And my dad was like, "Oh, I used to ski." And my, and I mean, you both know my dad. He's he's like just a short, stocky kind of big, big, big guy now. Um, and he's like, he's like, you wouldn't believe it. Dad is like really good at skiing. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. They went recently. No, I mean this was this was a while ago. Oh, this was, okay. This was okay. a while ago. Yeah, but it was just it was a, it was funny the way he was talking about it. All right, all right. So the head on my beer has finally died down a little bit. It's it's dark, but not super dark. Like you can, I can kind of see through it. It it almost has like a reddish tint to it, a lot like the Mad Elf you were just drinking. Uh, I've got it in my lovely Bulbasaur glass. I think that's a common theme among these beers is that they the, the Christmas beers tend to be on the dark side. Yeah, I know yeah. this is this is a mine is a rare rare non dark Christmas beer. Mm. Is this a new glass, Chris? Um, not a new glass. I've had them for a while. Um, I have a whole set of the starters. Um, but for darker beers, they work. They look better. So mm. okay. <laughs> so yeah, I have a. I have the three starters in Pikachu. Um, and I figured I'd use it because I am now officially a Pokemon master. But you've earned it. You <laughs> yeah. didn't technically catch Bulbasaur. <laughs> no, I didn't catch Bulbasaur. This is this is me protesting. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, on the nose, definitely a lot of that like maltiness that they were talking about in the description. I get a decent amount of like malted. Uh, I would I would say more the toffee than the cocoa. But lots Maybe of dark malts. Yeah, a lot of dark malts. So, um, but yeah, let's see how this is. Get right into it. So I wonder. I wonder if Chris and Obert will have the same opinion of the beer or the same rating too. I'm, I'm curious to know. Hmm, that's pretty good. Um, it's very. It's not strong alcohol wise, but it's got a very bold flavor. I'll say it's you can definitely taste some of the some of the like the the those dark malts like a um, like a toffee, like something along those lines. It's spiced nice. It's not overly spicy though. It's not like it's not like you, it's not like eating like a pumpkin pie or anything like that. You know what I mean? Not that this is supposed to be pumpkin, but you understand. Right, spice doesn't hit you in the face with a lot of spices. Right, exactly. Um, but it is there, and it does kind of help, uh, kind of curb a little bit of that bold boldness, bold flavor. So, but it's a pretty solid beer. Yeah, one comment I would add, based on my tasting, was it wasn't. You know, you said it. It's bold, but it's not heavy. It's it's yeah yeah. No, that's a good call out. Yeah, um, yeah, because it, it's got it does have it does have a lot of a lot of flavor to it, but um, yeah, it doesn't sit in your mouth or anything. It's not like thick. I think that's the right. Yeah. So it's but, it's more refre- so it's refreshing. Mm, I don't know if I'd say refreshing. I like it's not like it's not like I'm drinking like a nice hoppy something or other, you know. I don't know. But I would it's not like I'm like ah, I'm so glad I feel so refreshed, but um <laughs> but it's a, it's it's still a very good beer. Um it's 65 IBUs and 6.7% alcohol. Uh I think I'm going to give this a 375. It's a Oh, that's happier than I would have guessed based on my tasting and your description. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes when you have a lot of a uh, strong Walt character, you can hide a hops the bitterness in it pretty well. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, maybe some of that boldness, like you know, I mean, even though I taste malt, I'm sure some of it is some of the bitterness from the um, from the hops. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm gonna stick with the three seven five. Uh, it's a good beer. I'm glad I picked it out of the lineup. Um, and you know, it's perfect for the holiday season. There's even a what is that? It's like a reindeer, but it looks like an evil reindeer. On oh. The, oh, oh, oh! Maybe it's a fake reindeer. I don't know. What? I'll take. I'm so confused. I'll take a picture and send it to you guys. (laughs) It's just a regular deer. No, (laughs) are you you sure? No, I don't know. I was just joking. (laughs) It's it's not even a reindeer. It's just a normal, average, everyday deer. It's an elk. That's that's a beaver. Uh, (laughs) Chris, that looks like a cat. No, trust me. I know my cats. Definitely not a cat. So, Obert, are you gonna? Yeah, I got the rating up right here. Oh yeah. Forgot about that part. That's something we do. Yeah. And actually, a uh, friend of the pod, Jenna, rated this as well, which I think would be fun to read her rating. But uh, first, what do you think everybody thought it was, rating of it was? I think it's going to be a 3.67. Um, Pretty close. It's a 3.59. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah. But Jenna gave lower. it, Jenna only gave it a three. And she had yeah. to say, flavor profile on the bottle is pretty spot on. Quote, cocoa, dried fruit, and toffee notes. A robust ale with a warming spice. I think that's pretty much in line with what you were saying. So yeah, um, Jenna, rate your beers more in line with us. <laughs> yeah, come on, th- a three. On this. Yeah, I I gave it a three and a half. So okay, all right. So I was I was more generous than the two of you, which is I think the trend that we've set over the mm. last seventy episodes. So yeah, <laughs> um, you mentioned Jenna, and I just want to. Give her a quick shout out and a congratulations to her and Jake because uh, they're expecting. So congratulations to her. Expecting what? Expecting expecting a baby. Oh. <laughs> could have been a new cat or a new dog or. It could have been both those things. But yeah. No. So congratulations to she's making a beautiful new DAWF podcast listener. So well, we're assuming it's going to be beautiful, but. You know, and all like <laughs> it's a it's a fair assumption. So yeah, uh, but no, congratulations to them. Even if your baby is ugly, congratulations. <laughs> but it won't be <laughs> right. Not I don't even know why I brought it up. But no matter how beautiful or ugly your baby is, it's welcome to listen to our podcast anytime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh we're gonna get a text message about this <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. so oh, man. so by the way another call out i guess happened via text message um the other day and we just want to make sure that every everything is known so we got a, t- a text chain from the three of us and our friend jason who's the cinephile that we talk about from time to time um kind of like I don't know, scolding Tud almost. He weighed weighed in on the handle from last week. Which, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, was all about the Irishman movie on Netflix by Scorsese. Yep. And I I knew he was going to weigh in. I mean, I, in fact, named his name during my review in the sole hopes that he would weigh in. And I still have to say, I think I won that argument. So uh, take that. I don't know. He made he made a lot of good points. So, but it was fu- it was funny. Like I was editing the episode, and Tud's like, "The Departed is it's not a bad movie, but there's definitely like it's not the best movie and stuff like that." So I searched, and it won like 
I don't know, nine Academy Awards or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, not a good movie, according to Todd. It's so. got a it's got a lot of plot holes. That's No, what did Jason say? He said just because there's unresolved timelines or something like that, then I don't know. But made some made some good points. I just thought it was funny. So shout out to Jason for calling out Todd. We welcome those. <laughs> yeah. I I still think that I won. Victory me. I'm still okay. the champion. Belt holder, this guy. Two thumbs do pointing what you at me. Do. Oh man! So I think we talked a little bit about it last year, but do, do you guys have any like yearly traditions around this time of year, around the Christmas times? Well, can we make it an annual tradition to talk about our annual traditions on the podcast? I think that would be <laughs> nope. fun. That would be my first yeah. one, I think, because uh, <laughs> every year for Christmas we would open up a can of Cougar Gold cheese from uh, the University of Washington. It's delicious cheddar cheese. In a that, can? Yeah. You get this it comes in a wheel of it's like a wheel of cheese. It's probably about eight to ten inches in diameter. Uh it's 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 sealed in a can so you can age it. So we age it for a full year in addition to the eighteen months that it's been aged, and it's like so so delicious. It's like if you like sharp cheddar cheese, it's really good. And even if you don't like sharp cheddar cheese, you'd be like, Okay, this is good cheese. Where where do you buy it from? Um, Around well, here, at least. So it, it became a tradition because my um, aunt and uncle for Christmas would always send us a can from Washington of this cheese. So we liked it so much. I think my dad even started ordering some more. But it's it's the perfect thing to have that time of year because you can put it out with your with your crackers and pepperoni and just general festive appetizers. It's perfect for that. Um, so that's that's a fun tradition that we always have. So does your dad yes. gonna bring? the can of cheese down to new jersey almost certainly yeah <laughs> i think he does every <laughs> year <sighs> that's awesome yeah okay that's that's a very interesting one i gotta look this up cougar cougar gold is like their gold. that's like they have different fl- like varieties and they're named different things but the cougar gold is the best huh i feel like i have to order some of this now just to try it oh yeah it's it's absolutely worthwhile you can buy it on a website that we are not allowed to name <laughs> for eighty dollars. Yeah, I would. Um, you can buy it from the university oh. for a lot cheaper than that. Wow, I, I will. I'd like to try this, but not for eighty dollars. Well, you know that's why you don't go third party through through Amazon. You go you go official, and it's twenty three dollars for a thirty ounce can. There you go. Yeah. Well, we'll include that in the show notes so people can go on and purchase it directly from the washington state university website yeah you know it helps their their program and um they have other flavors but don't don't waste your time with anything other than the cougar gold nice perfect um for me besides like having like you know christmas eve at my parents house every year which we've been doing forever uh you know old italian thing to celebrate you know christmas eve on or have a big like giant christmas eve party uh that's pretty much it for as far as like traditions go guess i'm pretty boring I mean, we have, you know, Italian food. My mom makes lasagna. We used to have ravioli when my grandmother used to make it and my great-grandmother was alive and she used to make it as well. Um, but now we've kind of moved to the, I think, the easier to make lasagna. You know, hashtag mom of the nice. pod. She kind of, you know, wimped out and doesn't make ravioli anymore. Yeah. She's going to be really angry I've when she hears mom this. mom of the pod's lasagna. It's pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is really good. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the, with the lasagna. You know what, mom of the pod, you might as well just Send it down to me. Uh, send Todd's portion down to Chris. 
Yeah. He'll appreciate it more. <laughs> he doesn't appreciate it. <laughs> Let him eat the bag, the frozen ravioli. <laughs> um, but, you know, one tradition you're forgetting is you always host a uh, friend's Christmas party. We, yeah. We do do that, but you, you asked for Christmas tradition. During Christmas month, I guess I could include that as a tradition. But, yes, we, yeah. do, do, we do that, and that happened this past weekend. Oh, how did that go? It went really well. Uh, we had nice. a, a few. You know, a few dozen people here at the house, and we, you know, did our annual Yankee swap, which, you know, you can block people from taking your gift by doing a uh, flip off. Um, That's a tradition. Yep. That's um, a good tradition. I'm here to announce this year that nobody flipped off. Um, so it's a little upsetting. Um, and we're not talking about giving somebody the finger, by the way. That's when um, you do a one on one flip cup challenge. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Nobody did that this year. I was a little upset. Uh, I think next year we're going to switch it up a little bit by saying you that- You have to flip, off, flip yeah. off in order to get a present. <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to make it so like people have to bring like awful gifts next year. Uh, we've always just done a $25 limit and just said bring whatever. But I think now next year it's going to be $25 limit and you have to bring the worst gift humanly imaginable. So that way we have some people who just want to flat out get rid of their gift that they have. And that way we get a lot of flip offs. Mm. That's a, that's a good approach. Yeah. So, Tud, did you get any sex toys from your Yankee swap? Nope. That did happen one year. It happened last year, in fact. Uh, um, it's happened more than once that I think. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, shout out to uh, other friend, Chris Paulcat, who went home last year with a dildo. Nice. But, uh, no, there was no sex toys this year. I, uh, I won a Roku, like, mini, which I happened to also purchase and add into the Yankee swap. So I was okay with winning that gift. And then Caitlin also won her own gift of Sushi Go. And so now we we both took home our own gift, which is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, there ought to be a law. There ought to be a rule be. against it. Yeah. I picked a wine, a bag with wine and mulling spice. And then somebody wanted to, to uh, swap with me and give me my Roku back for the wine and mulling spice. So I was like, all right, cool. Why not? You and Caitlin should have had to flip off each other. <laughs> For what reason? Just because, just because you yeah. ended up with your own gifts. That should be the right. penalty. Ooh, yeah. that is a good. You know what? I like that rule. And anybody if you, who, if you lose, there's literally no consequence. But still, you have to do it. If anybody, t- <laughs> if anybody takes on their own gift, they have to shotgun a beer. There you go. We got it. New tradition nice. invented right here. There you go. Yeah. O- cool. Official new tradition next year. Yeah. Always fun time that Christmas party. So, Chris, how about you? Yeah, you know, it's been crazy um, last couple Christmases. Um, so the cr- two Christmases ago, we were like getting ready to have CJ. So like that, that was a tradition that year. And then <laughs> Also getting ready to move. Also getting ready to move. Well, we didn't know that yet, I don't think. But um, and then so the last couple Christmases and cr- CJ's birthday, uh, Dana's mom's come down. She's co- she came down last year. She's coming down this year um, with her Nana. Um, and I think a couple other of her relatives are coming too, like her aunts, maybe or aunt. I don't know. Um, so that, that's always fun, you know, having people around for the holidays. And then this year, hopefully we can, you know, make my family coming down a thing too, cause they all get to see CJ and all that fun stuff. I haven't seen my sister since last Thanksgiving, so I'm going to hang out with her for a bit and all that stuff. So, it's, but other than that, pretty cool, uh, pretty low key. Take pictures of CJ next to the tree. All that normal stuff, you know. So what I'm hearing is that you need to develop some traditions. It yeah, sounds like yeah, it. Yeah. If you are listeners that we are very thankful of, have any good traditions that Chris could implement, 
email him at <laughs> Chris, Chris and Obert. <laughs> at dwpodcast.com slash gmail or gmail something like that dot com that's right email the general show at dwfpodcast at gmail.com right. that works as well unless their traditions pranking Tud then, give right. it to, yeah. to the then you gotta send it to the Tud free email address <laughs> and what is uh, what is that email address again that's Chris and Obert at dwfpodcast.com slash gmail. Or something like or that. something like that dot com. Dot com. It's, every time I, I I think of Creed Thoughts, every time I think <laughs> Me <of> too. <laughs> I've read it. It's, it's even for the internet. It's shocking. So, <laughs> um, cool. So, before we jump into handles, I had something that was gifted to me from a, a friend, and it's... It's not something I've I had before per se, and that is moonshine, but not like moonshine from the the liquor store moonshine. Moonshine from some dude moonshine. <laughs> like, like like somebody well, made this moonshine and gave it to you? Yes, yes, yeah. Well, I think that it's, it can only be called moonshine if it's not sold through regularly distributed real retail purchase. I guess what I'm saying is all moonshine has got to be illegal or else it's not moonshine. <laughs> well, they do sell moonshine in the yeah, liquor. Yeah, but I'm saying that doesn't count. You don't you don't yeah. like that. Okay. No. Obert's disqualifying uh, that moonshine from being moonshine. That's right. fair. Yeah. Yeah, so this was a complete surprise. He didn't give me a ton, which is fine, 100% okay. Uh, but the variant he gave me was uh, an apple pie moonshine. So, mm. you know, smelling it right now just smells straight up of like apple pie filling like a lot of cinnamon some apple pineus he says it's about 70 proof so it's not his strongest batch he said <laughs> you know but, this is this is honestly one of the more the most southern gifts i've ever heard of somebody receiving no and that's why i was like man this is awesome i'm like i've had you know moonshine before from like a, a store but not like hey i made this real in- stuff right i made this in my still at home I'm like what you have one okay or cool. his or his bathtub well who hey i don't know i'm not there so um but anyways i figured i'd share a little bit with you guys virtually sort of (laughs) yeah this is like uh, the first or second or third time that i think you've had liquor on the pod yeah it hasn't been very often (laughs) oh wait should we open up obert's liquor cabinet then you open up obert obert's liquor cabinet this episode and it's just a guy quietly making distilling some stuff in his backyard shed so we're gonna, we're gonna close that that cabinet door and leave him to it you, you open it he just looks at you <laughs> yeah. yeah oh so. sorry didn't know you were in here Bye. <laughs> um so we're gonna see how it is um smells smells good um and we'll go from there so here we go it looks like beer mm, looks like it's very it's hazy like apple pie yeah it it's tastes a- like apple pie like <laughs> it's a haze bomb for being 70 proof i taste no alcohol it it just tastes like sweet apples and cinnamon and delicious and i'm just like this is now i know why that people get really screwed up doing drinking this stuff because i'm like i could drink a glass of that it tastes like it tastes like just apple juice like <laughs> but like it's like very very good hard apple cider right yeah super hard it's very very good I mean, he said that he had a couple, of, I think he does apple pie and then like a peach. So maybe I'll see if he has any peach that I can snag from him. But yeah, this is going to be 
we're gonna have to get to handle soon because I'm probably gonna drink a lot of this. And that's bad. Nice. <laughs> you know, I looked into uh, making my own still, and um, it's not it's not easy. And if you don't know what you're doing, you could blow yourself up. It's not like brewing beer where if things go wrong, you just end up with bad beer or, or a mess or a mess or like garbage. If you if you don't know what you're doing in distilling alcohol, you could you could make poison. So and like I said, also you can blow yourself up. Right. So then I was like, eh, okay, I'm fine buying my liquor. <laughs> <laughs> you can all, like you can go blind from it. You could do a lot of things. Yeah. No. Yeah. And you said this was a guy in the parking lot outside of Walmart. <laughs> just, he, he just, said he, he opened just his coat and he just had bottles of, of <laughs> gr- mysterious brown liquid. Exactly. It, it wasn't what I was cool. expecting when a guy opened his coat for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping for a streaker, but I got moonshine. So, um, no, but very good. Thank you to my friend that gave it to me. Um, uh, I appreciate it. And I'll be likely hitting you up for more, <laughs> which means it's good. So, um, that is pretty good. I, now I expect friend to uh, also gift Obert and I some moonshine because uh, you know that's it's only fair. It's only fair. <laughs> it's only fair. Yeah. Well, before Chris loses his vision, we better hurry up and uh, <laughs> take take out our frosty mug of wisdom. We have three handles of life advice, tips, carols, tricks, presents, tinsel, wrapping paper, holiday specials on TV, um, and things of that nature. In our Christmas-themed frosty mug of holiday wisdom. Mm. Hmm. So I think I'll lead it off this week. Good, you know, because you're you're still able to talk, so you probably should yeah. Might as well first. get it over now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's something that I always try to make Dana around this time of year. Um, and for some reason, and for me, this is this links to Christmas. So I know you can make them year round, but those are those thumbprint cookies um, with the, the Hershey kisses inside of the peanut butter cookies. Oh, the peanut butter blossom. Well, we call them thumbprint cookies, but, (laughs) but yes, same idea. Yeah. Well, probably same cookie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I make those once or twice a year and it's always around Christmas time. I don't know why. Are they traditionally a Christmas cookie or are they just like, I think so. Well, I think people just make cookies a lot more around the holidays as well. Maybe that's what it is. So, um, but I I made them the last I don't know four or five years or so, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, they I'm pretty good at making them. So this um, coming from the guy who has no Christmas traditions. <laughs> so, sounds <laughs> like not, he has a tradition he just uh, discovered. Yeah. yeah, no, I guess that is kind of a tradition. She actually just asked me today. She's like, "Well, you got to make me the thumbprint cookies coming up soon." I'm like, all right, we'll make it happen. So, um. But yeah, I, I enjoy them. They're Dana's absolute favorite. So, um, you know, go ahead and send a bunch down here, I guess. And uh, um, one key is, and I don't know how other people make them, but you make your cookies, take them out of the oven, then put your chocolate chips or Hershey Kisses in, then put them back in the oven for a little bit. Let them let the Hershey Kisses melt a little bit. I don't know if that's normal, but I do it. Now, wait, I thought these were with the Reese's uh, miniature cups. No. These are not. No. The... The Hershey Kisses. Okay. I think yeah. when Ted said peanut butter blossoms, I got confused as to what. Yeah, because they're, they were... they're peanut butter cookies, and then you yeah, put the, the, the Hershey Kiss in the middle. Oh, yeah. I understand now. So, so, so Chris, that's when the you... key. That's the key. That's the key. Chris, mm-hmm. when you do that, does that make them melt, though, and they no longer look like Hershey Kisses? No, you don't put them in for that long. And also, it doesn't really, like, it doesn't melt them right away. 
and you only put them in for a few minutes. So it's not, you know, if you put them in for long enough, yeah, they'll melt and they'll be just drizzled cookies. <laughs> but <laughs> but you only put them in for a few few additional minutes. For some reason, it's like softens them up just enough where they're nice and nice and nice and good. So, um, but anyway, those, the thumb brick cookies, the peanut butter blossoms, the peanut butter cookie with the Hershey kiss on top, make them because they're pretty, pretty good. And they're relatively easy to make. So who wants to share their Christmassy wisdom next? Uh, I'll go next. So my handle this year, uh, we bought a mini projector that plays like Christmas videos, but like you put it up, so you hang like a, a white sheet plastic thing over a window that faces outwards and then you put this projector in your house and you turn it on and it projects onto the screen but it it, it projects it in reverse so the people out on the street can actually see what you're projecting out in the road so it basically is like decorating the front of your house with like a video s- screen okay i think i saw this once in a movie with michael jordan on a train track dancing to rocking around the christmas tree i think that was <laughs> The original incarnation of this. Space I don't know. It, it might have been. Uh, I bought it on meh.com. Which... I was going to ask because I I saw them up there and I was like, I wasn't sure if that's where you got them from. Yep. Bought it bought it off of meh.com. Uh, you know, that was a prior handle of mine to like way, way back in the day. Uh, so again, go to meh.com. But yeah, so this thing is pretty cool. It, it has eight different videos on that you can choose between to project out to the to you know the world outside as they drive by. You can't really notice it when it's in the house. You can't really see what's being projected. But when you walk outside, it pops really well. Uh, it's just a quick little Christmas decoration that's really, really easy and doesn't require you to go up on a ladder and hang lights up. That is cool. I was um, I was curious. I saw them, but obviously didn't buy them. But I'm glad that they're good. So does it project like snowflakes and like dancing things or is it like a real video? I'm no, it's like, a, it's like a real video. So like one of them is like Santa Claus. And, like, he's, like, sitting there, like, laughing and, like, you know, talking to his elves. And then it just, you know, they're, like, 12 to 15 second, like, looped uh, gifs. And it's it's way less creepy than it sounds. It is definitely <laughs> way less creepier than it sounds. Just uh, Santa maniacally laughing. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's, you know, it's happy Santa. <laughs> uh, there's also one with, with, like, a with like puppies climbing out of, like, a present box. It's, it's pretty cool. And it also has a button on it for Halloween. So you can you can also leave it up. Uh, you can hang it up during Halloween time and just kind of like leave it up through the end of the Christmas season. So it's like a one stop shop decorating. That's that's pretty cool, and it sounds really easy. It is definitely really easy. It stick the the screen sticks on your window via uh, Velcro, so it just hangs there and you're ready to go. Very cool. Um, all right, so I'll close it out this week. And cool. so my handle this week is a um, something that's less directly christmas and more just in this christmas season um now is a really popular time of year to donate to charity and to just be generous and and give um i wanted to highlight a website which i'm a fan of it's called charitynavigator.org and what it does is it helps you find a good charity to donate to so it'll help like steer you away from the charities that don't have as much of an impact or spend a lot of their money on overhead and it gives you it lets you know how much bang for your buck you're getting for your charity dollar. Hmm. That's, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Cuz it's always it's always a concern that you know when you're donating to charity you might not be choosing the right one. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, one of the things that I like, if you're, you don't even know where to start is, you know, in addition to having like a directory, you can look things up or you can search whatever. They also have a lot of top 10 lists. So they have like 10 most followed charities, 10 charities expanding in a hurry, 10 charities worth watching, 10 of the best charities everybody's heard of. So it gives you like, if you're like, you know what, I, I feel like I should be donating some money. I don't even know where to start. Um, this would be a good, a good resource for you. Huh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, that is really good. So nice. That's awesome. What what is like one of the 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 big names that everybody's heard of that they should or should int give to? Yeah, so this charity that gets a overall score of a hundred out of a hundred is uh, the Ronald McDonald's House Charities. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. I've heard of them. Yeah. So even if it's just your spare change at McDonald's that you're putting in the little container there. Um, Apparently, that's a really good, really good. They get a hundred on both the financial side and accountability and transparency side. So, wow. I mean, it, it definitely help. Definitely helps if they have like a multi-billion-dollar corporation that's able to fund all like the, the charges that it takes to run the charity. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like obviously, if that charity there was any controversy with it, how much it would impact the company. So you know that they're going to be making sure everything is above board there. Oh, um, that's awesome. And so with that, thank you all for listening. We'd like to thank the breweries that provided today's beer. I will go first with thanking Trogues for their Mad Elf 2019 variant. I'd like to thank Deschutes for their Jubilee, a festive winter ale. And I want to thank Sierra Nevada for their Celebration Ale. Please make sure you're going on to social media and following us at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you're hashtag following the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Or, if you'd like, you can always send your email to... Chris and Obert at dawfpodcast.com slash gmail or something like that.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, please make sure you're going on the Patreon and subscribing. Uh, you know, we have stuff up there for as little as a dollar a month. You can listen to extra features and also uh, it helps support the podcast. Make sure you're going on to iTunes and giving us a five star rating and leaving a comment and a review that really helps people find our podcast and really helps, you know, elevate us and helps other and, and helps, you know, Helps the podcast become better. And so with that, my name is Todd. My name's Chris. My name's Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Christmas noises. Christmas noises. (laughs) Did you know I was referencing Home Alone earlier, by the way? Michael Jordan on the train. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't think either of you got that. No. You know that scene I'm talking about? Nope. No. You don't know the movie Home Alone? I do know the movie Home Alone, but well, I don't so there's remember. There's one point where he's home alone, <laughs> and he has to convince the robbers that he's having a big party, and he, he puts <laughs> uh, a cutout oh, of Michael Jordan okay. on a train, and it's like going around the tree. And it looks like dancing or something, yeah. right? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I oh. let that. I let it go in the episode because I was like, you know what? This just... <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah.